0: You're listening to the Blue Box Podcast and for the next 60 minutes we'll be teaching you how to say the word metabilis so that Matt Smith doesn't have to. Hi, I'm JR. Hi, I'm Lee. I'm Mark. I'm Simon. Uh, well, oh, I say, the Fan Chapstick 4 back together again. <laughs> hey. And all sitting in the same room, recording live. Huzzah! And, we, yeah, we still have delays. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just because of what? the slower brains in the room. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, Ice Warriors episode first And then we'll talk about Hyde afterwards mm, okay. We've got feedback on the Ice Warriors episode Oh yeah Do you want to bring up Steve's email mark Mark with a check uh, Here's from Steve in Manchester He says Agree with all you say about the similarities to Dalek But must admit that I didn't see them at the time And only after you pointed them out A little disappointed that, having got hold of David Warner, they completely waste him. Absolutely right about his having quirks rather than a personality. Worst thing of all, though, is Matt's shouty acting, which you just can't do convincingly or audibly, though the music and the crashing submarine didn't help. The remember-your-daughter shtick was annoying and didn't seem to justify Skaldeck's peaceful departure. That was Steve on the Ice Warriors episode. I agree with most of that, I've got to say. Mm. Ma- uh, S- Simon, Mark, Simon, <laughs> you had something you
1: wanted to say about. Oh well, yeah, in, in as much as th- there seemed to be, well, obviously looking at a lot of people's um, opinions on it, that they had a very different experience of the episode. And I will say that on second viewing, when I was sat at home, just with my nice big plasma telly, just watching it, it as an immersive thing, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, but it stands up to that same analogy I made of it being like a kebab. If you analyse it, you find out. Exactly what died to make it up.
2: <laughs> so the trick is then to watch it, enjoy it, but don't think about it too much.
1: Exactly, yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. So kids liked it. Did kids like it?
0: Well, Rick Broadhurst said on Facebook, loved it. Great ideas and finally answered that question. Don't know if he counts as a kid. I should imagine not judging by his profile picture. But there you go. a kid at heart. Uh, Brian Finlay says, a great story. So good to have a standalone story without any arc stuff. Had a bit of an Eric Sayward feel to it.
1: <laughs> he almost says Thanks, that like It's a good
0: thing, did not he? It's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs>
1: As I said, what had to die to make it? No. If Eric Sayward had died Everyone, to yeah. make no! Cold War. No, don't go there. I wasn't
0: going there <laughs> Damien Ashley says Well it was a hell of a lot better than last week Good idea, poor ending, E.T. Really? Skaldak, phone home <laughs> <Or> rather <laughs> Scott Burdett says Who? Great Scott Burdett Who's that? Never He's, never the, heard him, no. he's the biggest fan Wanaka in town oh, He he's, does that
2: really good fanzine called CSO Doesn't he?
3: Oh, yeah, it's very good, actually. Yeah. I believe it sponsors quite a good show as well. It
2: does, yeah. That's Nerdology UK.
3: Oh, right. Is Damn. that any good there, Mark? No, it's rubbish. Okay. The fanzine's good, though. Oh, right. I, I thought it was Nerdology.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll come to that later.
0: <laughs> uh, Scott Bird, it says, great episode. Could have done without the pop references, though. Uh, Jeff Wardell says, I must be the only person on the planet who much preferred last week's than this. I'm confused. He's not the only person on the no. p- planet who preferred last week's. I think, on balance, I think I preferred the Rings of Akaten. Oh, well, that's difficult. Mm. But I would say there's not a great deal between them, to be honest. No, no, no agreed. Um, Scott Bird is, comes back in and says, well, it was a massive improvement on last week." He thinks most of Doctor Who works best when you don't overthink it, which is definitely true about this one.
3: Is that from the writer's side and Doctor
0: Who making side, or from the viewer's side? From the viewer's side, he's talking yeah. about. He's talking from the perspective of somebody who watched it as opposed right. to worked on okay. it. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Leave your brain at the door. He says, The not we watched last week um, was at a loss for words at the Total Madness, but missed the entirely worthy base under Steve... Base... The Earth... Base under siege style one this week. Every time the trout near is mined for our current Doctor, it really pays off. Bring back the Crotons next, he says.
3: Actually, why not? I'd like to see the Crotons yeah, come I back. Yeah, like the Crotons. Uh, yeah. Only on audio.
1: I want Graham, to see them with spinning heads. That's what I want to see.
3: Crystalline
0: creatures. They haven't been done in the new, have they? You never know, that looked like Eldrad to me in the next week trailer at the end of this episode. Oh, Eldrad, the return of Eldrad. No, it didn't at all, don't be silly. (laughs) Graham Boyd says, I can see the point with with the Dalek comparisons, but would personally take the psychotic ice warrior over the depressed Dalek any day. Also, I have real problems with the direction and the supporting cast in Dalek, as with many Rusty Davis episodes. I I have to say, I agree with him there. I think Joe Ahern's direction on Dalek is really flat and what lets it down, to be honest. Great script, badly directed. Early days. Oh, no. Um, Graham says, I just found the whole thing a lot more satisfying. He's talking about Cold War. Nice to see both Gators and Series 7B finally hitting their stride. Oh, and I also like the whole The Doctor Never Gets to See Elvis motif. Because that's featured mm. in episodes prior. And Declan May, finally says, hot stuff, perfect episode. Already up there with my favourite all time stories. Declan. And Blimey. that's Cold War. Calm mm. down, Declan
2: May. <laughs> oh, he loved it. <laughs> Back in the box. It was good, but I'm not sure it's one of the all time greats. <clears throat> only time will tell on that one. Oh, yeah.
3: Are we getting are we getting kind of we're obviously getting um callbacks to the old series. This was the Base Under Siege
0: nod. Massively. In the Rings of Akaten, the Doctor mentions having a granddaughter, and then a few minutes later they say the nickname for the alien creature mm. is Grandfather. In Cold War, you've got the Hads from the Crotons, mm. and this week you've got the Crystal of Metabilis Three. That's Metabilis. first Doctor. Oh, of course. In episode two, second Doctor in episode three, third Doctor in episode four. Mm. So I'm expecting Eldrad. Next week, in yeah. the heart of the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <clears throat> They'll find the scarf in the heart of the TARDIS somewhere.
0: And also, on the subject of nods back to the past, mm. you know my theory about second, fifth Russell T. Davis? Gone. Well, haunted house story, mm-hmm. unquiet dead.
2: Had a little bit of the um, atmosphere of image of the Fendal for me.
0: Mm-hmm. That's fourth dot story, of course. I know, but yeah. Okay, two parallel time streams, hopping, hopping backwards and forwards between the two, Mordrin undead. Yeah. Couldn't see anybody see anything in there that reminded them remotely of anything from the second Doctor? Apart from Matt Smith. Apart from Matt Smith, <laughs>
3: yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> he was very second Doctor-ish.
0: Because unless we can think of something second Doctorish in that episode, my theory falls apart. Mm, Okay. Not that it wasn't pretty damn tenuous anyway. And we hate
2: it when that happens.
3: No, I don't don't know. Second Doctorish? Not really. Not really. Not really. My theory's all bunkum.
0: But I definitely uh, think there was. I definitely was reminded of Mordred and Undead in that episode With the two parallel time streams And the mm. Doctor hopping, hopping backwards and yeah. forwards between the two It wasn't a mm. parallel time stream though, was it? Well, it was Because one time stream was running in normal time And the Pocket Universe was running pocket in universe. A, oh, yeah. a different yeah, time stream yeah. So it was like two parallel time streams, wasn't it?
3: Mm. It was a beautiful idea The whole thing was be- Are we allowed to talk
0: about it now? Are we moving on there? Have we got some more emails? Well, I was going to ask Marg Got want to because mm-hmm. as we were just prepping to start the episode, you said how awful it was, Mark. Explain yourself. Did I? Quickly, before you get kicking with me.
2: <laughs> Might have been lightly you pulling your legs. I'd I feeling you was, were. Mm. That's
0: why I wanted to ask you to explain <clears> yourself before we started. Did everybody enjoy it then?
2: I thought it was brilliant. Yes, oh, I, I loved did. it. Did. To paraphrase David Warner from last week, I
0: bloody, bloody loved, loved it. it. <laughs> so, what were the great things about it?
3: Most of it. Um, there's something about the uh, the atmosphere. They got it mm. absolutely spot on. <laughs> Even when you had the injection of science fiction, you still kept they still kept it creepy in the woods. It was it was lovely. There was a bit of sapphire and steel in there. There was actually lots of lovely layers to the story. So, you know, you think you've uncovered it and then something else and then something else. But it was it was done at a
0: good pace. And the acting was just superb all the way through. Well, I'll tell you the big difference between this week and last week is that... Um, the, the talent gets used. Yeah. The the supporting cast were mm. written as human mm. beings yeah. as opposed to just ciphers for the story. Mm. Exactly. There was a lot of backstory coming out from all of them. And, and it was I, interesting. I don't think he got the chance to do that with the Rings of Akkaden mm. because he basically only had one supporting character, and mm. that was an alien little girl. So this week we really properly had a chance to see what Neil Cross is capable of as a writer, mm. and he impressed us with it. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, the Rings of Akkaden i remember I read somewhere on the internet somebody pointing out that Russ T. Davis had obviously said when he took over Doctor Who he wasn't going to do alien planets that didn't have, you know, human colonies or something. Because if you rule out the human interest, you know, you lose your audience. And judging by the reaction that the Rings of Akaten had, he was right. And this week is a perfect example of what you get if you do write proper human beings that you can believe in. Mm, mm. Especially when you've got people like Doug Ray Scott.
2: Mm. I think in the opening when you could see him there in front of all the equipment... Lee said something and I was thinking it myself, the stone tape.
3: Yeah, it's the first second.
2: <laughs> mm. But I mean, you know, that's that's fine because
3: it's I think the stone tape was nineteen seventy two. I believe, yeah. Yeah, mm. and uh, nineteen seventy four is when it's set. So that yeah. I'm sure it's a nod. It's got to be a oh, nod to absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um which was lovely. And do you know what? There was I when I watched this I knew it was gonna be a ghost story and I was just sitting there waiting for it to really make me cry because all of the ghost stories you see in science fiction and actually most of them from hollywood at the moment are not scary they're not scary they're really unimaginative and even the ghosts themselves are very unconvincingly filmed or cgi'd and they're so obviously cgi what i really loved about the opening sequence of this is that you only saw the ghost when he took flashes uh, you know with his camera I don't think I've seen that done anywhere else before and it's really well done. Mm. It's such a beautiful kind of idea that the flash illuminates the ghost so you
2: only get to see bits of it. You know a thing or two about making ghost movies, don't you? Well,
3: yes, you know. <laughs> back in the day when I used to make films myself. Uh, yeah, no, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. All the way through, good atmosphere, good mm. pace, well acted, properly scary, very funny.
0: Yes, oh, some great lines in yes. there. I, I First to remember them now. Gag, Gagful. And yeah, Matt Smith funny. has got quite a lot of good character stuff to do yeah. this week as well, unlike mm. in the last couple of weeks where he's been sort of forced into doing things that as an actor he was obviously struggling with. Here at last, he's connecting with human beings left, right and centre mm. and he's got some great bits where it's not even a line of dialogue, it's just an expression. And do you yeah.
3: know what? That was the f- that was the word that went through my head when he was talking to the other two characters uh, at one point and uh, he kind of lowered his voice and he started talking to him. I thought, he's connecting as an as a character he's connecting with these people and then that was the problem with last weeks i think that he just didn't connect with the people all the all the ice warrior mm. maybe as an actor as well he was looking at it and couldn't
0: quite get it out but and then the week before the character... he was struggling to connect with the pumpkin well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
3: exactly but no he he really did and i think his acting was coming it was kind of like pitched at the same level as the cast, uh, you know, the supporting cast. And that's good when they come at the same kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Level? Level, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Even with his kind of outrageous over the topness uh, as the Doctor, it still fitted. The only thing that didn't was that first line Oh no, it was said. fine. What the Ghostbusters like? Yeah, it was unconvincing. Yeah, I thought it was unconvincing. It was cheesy, it didn't work. <clears when throat> but was... then what was the first line after the after the credits?
0: It's ghost time, you mean? It's yeah. ghost time, that was better. It <laughs> was better, yeah, it blew it out of the water. Really? It was like hammer time. <laughs> I know. I was the other way around on that. It was actually I more thought deli- Ghostbusters was fine in. I thought ghost it was all, time didn't maybe have Maybe it was so. delivery
1: right. as opposed to the actual line itself. She he, wasn't very convincing. I either. thought Jenna was. Louise
0: was much better this week.
1: She was. I'll tell you what, the yeah.
0: bit... Where she suddenly appears in front of herself at the TARDIS. Yeah. Heart and mouth. Suddenly I think, oh, are we going to actually find something out? Yeah. Just for a couple of minutes. You think, really? Already? (laughs) And then, of course, oh, I'm just the TARDIS showing you the person you have most esteem for. Yeah. You.
3: All right. Well, well, let's come on to a couple of grumbles, then. That was one of mine, actually, I've got to say. I don't like TARDIS talky. Don't want the TARDIS to talky, especially saying... Something like, oh, um, I can't do this because I'm the TARDIS. You know, it's re- referencing itself. In the hologram, it's referencing, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it out. referencing itself as being a sentient being. Idris did it. And we've never seen it or heard it since. Yeah. But suddenly the hologram saying,
0: did it. Let's kill Hitler.
3: Yeah, but it didn't say something about... I can't remember what the word was now, but it was like, I myself can't do this, or something. It actually said,
0: I can't do this. Because I'll only have four seconds of life once yeah. we get onto the other side, mm. before my batteries
3: are drained. Before my batteries are drained. It's never said that, I don't think, ever, in any of the theories before, and well, a, a, apart from Idris. The thing is, it just annoys me because it then becomes talky TARDIS, and you can bring that idea out any As long as it time.
1: doesn't keep being pulled out. Yeah, exactly. It becomes something different. It becomes like
3: um, Zen
1: in Blake Seven, doesn't
3: it? Much more powerful when she was saying, "Oh, it doesn't like me," and banging on the side of the TARDIS. I think, yeah, "Yeah, that's really funny. It's silent, Mm. giving her the silent treatment.
0: Well, obviously this is becoming a theme now because this yeah. turned up, was it the week before last? Or was it last week? No, last week in the Ice Warrior episode when it disappeared. She said, is it because it doesn't like me or something like that? Yeah, mm. Mm. She said it at some point. So this is obviously going to some, lead into time the sensitive finale. This on, is something it? that Stephen Moffat's told He's people to put in. Or paradoxical in, himself. in some way, yeah. Mm. One thing that struck me about that episode is that it's the perfect symbiosis of Russell, Russell T. Davis style Doctor Who and Stephen Moffat style Doctor Who. Mm. The explanation, the parallel universe, the everybody lives thing, the mm. wibbly wobbly, it's mm. all Stephen Moffat. And the TARDIS flying around and grabbing people and rescuing people. and yeah, uh, I love that. And the characters who have fallen in love and don't know and all this kind of stuff, that's all very Russell T. Davis. Yeah. It was, unlike some of the other episodes recently, Series six is for me the Stephen Moffat series where everybody's on the same page writing Stephen Moffat style stories for Stephen Moffat Doctor Who. And series seven, conversely, has had a lot of Russell T. Davis style stuff. Mm. And this is probably the first one that sort of found a happy middle ground between the two. Yeah.
1: But but filmic at the same time. I I it don't gorgeous. use the word masterpiece very long. Mm-hmm. Very long, very, very often. <laughs> I don't want you as No. Um, but I do with that. I just thought it was absolutely beautiful.
0: I don't know if it's going to live that well, because the last 15 minutes was basically people just hopping ah, backwards and forwards. I like did a say yo-yo. to you, Lee,
1: didn't I, that up till sort of nine-tenths of it, I was thinking, my God, this is up there with Blink. And then it wasn't. But it
3: wasn't. uh, It wasn't clever. I think the reason why you opposite of clever. Am I right in saying that you probably wanted it to carry on like a ghost story because it was done so well as a ghost story, and then you get you get the science fiction kick in, and you suddenly get it had yeah it had a certain tone, and then all of a sudden it flips. It flips. But actually, I thought they still kept it because you did have it in the woods. You did have all those greys and blues, and that beautiful cinema. You know uh, that
2: light streaming through the trees. Yeah,
3: very cinematic. A little bit. Cliched, but it's still quite beautiful.
1: But then, but then it was clever with the whole business of going to the different times and taking shots, mm. and you get that—that wow. that was lovely. Oh, no, I like that. I do like that. Again, that's it's to do with you know, it's a different way of thinking.
3: That absolutely brought home who the Doctor is. Yeah, didn't it? And that—that that, you needed that there's for a, Clara to go. Oh my god, this a lot of just...
0: illogicality. He just zips through time, and he doesn't even think about it. Which yeah. I'm not complaining about, but I, d- I don't think with as much illogicality as this episode had, it's ever going to be amongst the ranks of the classics.
3: No, I don't really? know. I don't know. I think you might be wrong there, J.R. Selvall. <laughs> Sush, J.R., well, you're wrong. I mean, let's face it. I mean, that reached,
1: <laughs> with with the calibre of the actors and what have you, in there. That, that was just, it was something else. Doug Gray Scott was incredible, I thought.
2: Jessica Raine was really good as well. Well, they were, yeah, because I they
0: played. She struggled it... a bit at the start when the uh, when she had to do the reacting against the ghost. I thought she was fine after that.
2: You
1: think? I don't. Yeah. I just think they played it straight all the way. I th- I thought they.
0: I know. I thought she was really nice, but right at the very start, the first time mm. when the ghost first comes in the pre-titles, I wasn't convinced. No. But after that, she was fine.
3: It's a really good. Um...
0: She's going to be very to Lambert. Mm. Year, yes.
4: Mm
3: it was a really good explanation for a ghost in a scientific way i love the idea that you have a somebody stretching through all of time that's probably only 3 minutes of their life but it's it's moving in a different universe at a different time this i've quoted the book einstein dreams einstein's dreams a few times where it has short stories and they're all different ideas and theories that Einstein had, and they're woven into very tiny one-page, two-page little vignettes, little tiny stories with, uh, using these theories. And that was one of them. And it's just, it works so well that you get these two. It's a very simple idea. It's like, um, what's the one The Girl awaited? Similar to that, isn't it, where you have two time streams running differently. But obviously that's in some kind of weird pleasure park stroke hospital, <laughs> wherever the heck that was. <laughs> But I thought it was done much, much better in this one. It was treated really, really well. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, much better. Because it had a ghost in it. And I like ghosts. So, full stop. Going home now. Bye. That's biased (laughs) then, I guess. Yes, it is.
0: The creature (laughs) at the end, the one that's been in the house waiting. Has he been sitting in the house for six billion years?
3: No, that's his mate.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The one that's in the parallel time stream, that's been in the parallel time stream for six billion years... And his mate's been waiting in that house for six billion years for him to turn up. <laughs> Good point, actually. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There were lots of little illogicalities like that, which it's, I'm not complaining no, about. No different to oh, Rory. It's said... No different to Rory
3: waiting a couple of thousand years for this Amy woman. Or the girl in the fireplace.
2: <laughs> Complete waste of time. <laughs> Taking the long path. You
3: yeah. are.
0: Oh, no, I think six billion years is a little bit. Different. Yeah, but their creatures. Oh, we're talking be, wibbly we wobbly that. time, aren't we? I mean,
1: it all depends on when they got separated, doesn't mm.
0: it? Well, six billion years ago. No. that creature's been could in have that been a minute parallel. ago. That pocket universe is created at a fixed point in time, so mm. everything that's in it has been in there since the point at which it was created. It was just three minutes ago. It doesn't go. It depends
1: upon their entry point, surely. Talking wibbly wobbly, it doesn't have to all be turning up there. At that first point. Well,
0: okay, that pocket universe has existed for six billion years because he goes back and he takes the first picture six billion years ago, right? Mm. Well, six
1: billion years in our time.
0: And three minutes in their time, right? Right. But everything that's in that pocket universe had to have been in that place at the point at which the pocket universe was created six billion years ago. Mm. So the one half of this... Creature couple mm. had to have been on the Earth no, I get at what the you're start saying. of the pocket universe mm. six billion years ago, and the other one has had to wait those six billion years. You don't just, you know, hop into a pocket universe at some point in between.
1: Yes, but the time traveler woman—what at what point did she enter? Did she six enter six billion some, years mm. ago at the same time as this
0: other creature? Yes, she would have had to no, because no, uh, the did... pocket universe is created at a fixed point. She so comes; just... she's from the future, but she was. No, I appreciate, time it, to, but I mean, time I'm saying traveler. I'm using that as an
1: example that that she didn't necessarily. Are you telling me that the the alien creature and the time traveler ended the pocket universe at the same time?
0: Would have to have done at the point at which the pocket universe was created.
3: Necessarily? No, oh, and why it doesn't really matter, does it? But doesn't.
0: But that's the point. Uh, what I'm saying is, I think it was a really good episode. Yeah. I don't think it was a classic because you've got all these things for which there are no. Proper explanation. These are the kind of things you where you've seen can... Prime Evil, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think I'll be, you know, or the sound of thunder.
3: Oh, please don't! Might make me vomit. I think what? there's
1: plenty of classic episodes that have got flaws. Well, I'm not saying so. I don't, I don't. I wouldn't say that was a reason for it not to be a classic.
0: Yeah, but it is. Th- it's, I'm not saying it's not any good. I'm saying no, it's that. founded and on any logicality. <laughs> you always think that when you say something
1: about an episode that we're we're sort of defending it because you're saying it's no good. It's I just don't
0: because I don't think you're really getting what I'm saying. No, I do get what you're saying. I'm saying it's... it's pepper with a lot. You do right, lines like fluffy. you do.
2: In you mentioned Blink before. You don't have a line like in Blink where he says it goes ding when there's stuff to kind of tie up. Loose ends and things, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't it's, make yeah, it less enjoyable, is what you're saying, exactly. Yeah, he did it's have
1: furry quite, around the edges.
3: He did have quite a few explanations, though. Mm. The doctor was throwing stuff out, wasn't he? Which you kind of think, okay, I like that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, what I'm saying is, you can throw stuff like that in to get away with things, mm. but by throwing excuses in mm. as opposed to reasons, you're only papering over the holes you're not eradicating the fact that there's a hole there.
1: Interestingly, I was saying that nine tenths of it, were, well, I thought was an absolute masterpiece. And it's that last piece where all of a sudden you've got the other creature and the reason why it's, and, and that, kind of undermine the drama of the episode that that, like, oh
3: everything's all right because yeah, they just loved each other they, anyway. they're in love this isn't a ghost story it's a love story yeah um you're right i think that that tiny bit could have it actually could have been really cheesy and it has been cheesy in doctor who many times before having an end where it's like oh, oh and they got look, away with they're it. all singing mm. and they're saving the world with singing and it's like <laughs> <laughs> but um this one here about the love it was thrown in at the end as a that final little explanation as to what the heck was going on with these two creatures. Mm. And actually, why not? It was alright. It wasn't laid on too thick. They could have had really gooey music. They could have had them both entangling each other and yeah, disappearing off into the ether going, la 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 la. I didn't literally think that was didn't. rubbish. I, I just, well, then, it kind of <laughs> burst the bubble a bit. You know,
1: with Blink, yeah. the, the, the stuff that was nasty stayed nasty. Yeah, that's true. And they managed to sort it out. Um,
2: I love the atmosphere of it. I love the location. I thought that was very cool. Yes. Reminded me of some of the old seventies, Tom Baker mm. ones where they'd have these sort of mm. stately homes. I uh, wrote that
3: on my hand, look. Yeah, oh yeah.
2: House. I like the authenticity, the sort of seventies touches, all the you know, costumes and Tank-tops. bits in the background and Toggles. Yeah, toggles.
0: Yeah, the toggles are great, aren't they? And that wonderful 70s reference, Metabolist 3. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, where the hell
3: was he talking about? Why did he say it like that?
0: God alone knows. Did, why
3: didn't anybody
2: correct them? Now it's Pertwee got it wrong. Pertwee. <clears throat> Pertwee. Pertwee.
0: <laughs> that One, must have been a conscious decision. Because they could have, uh, you know, changed that if somebody had realised. And somebody must have realised that they must have known what they were doing. Yeah.
2: They get rushes as mm. it's being made. so And they do
0: ADR. Them. If it was, you know, important to them to get it right, somebody would have stuck that in as an extra line to do on ADR and changed it. Yeah. Well, we squeed anyway, didn't we? we went,
2: Ooh, and I think had they... a nice mix of scary but funny as well, mm-hmm. which Doctor Who can do really well.
3: Well, it did it really well without being Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Because it could have easily been, you know, Raggy
2: running around a house.
3: Oh, there, there was there
1: was tangible tension. There were yeah. a few
0: moments, though. Tangible tension. Doctor, you don't have to hold my hand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was a yeah, that was, was a cliche. cliche.
3: Yeah, and so was the kind of uh, the body or something running in front of the camera while people have their mm-hmm. backs. I was thinking well, that's going to happen, and it happened. I went ah, it happened.
0: Why? But um. But no, actually, there's there an explanation few... for that, for once, because it was the creature that's been living in the house for six billion years. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, which wasn't actually
0: hunting him anyway. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, what I'm saying is, if it it's been there all this time, why has it been staying in the shadows? You know, I'm just saying, well, where, where was scared. it living?
1: But be- where was it living before the house existed?
0: I I just think
3: it was. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? That it's hiding <laughs> away. It's a uh, you know, it's an elephant man style creature. You know, it's going to be, it's obviously scared. It's been hanging maybe around. Maybe it's encountered humans before and they freaked out. So he's yeah, exactly. hiding away. And the thing about holding the hand, I wasn't sure, we weren't sure whether that was the ghost or the creature behind the curtain at that point, I don't think. But the idea that it maybe tried to hold Clara's hand as a sign of affection is kind of actually quite touching now I think about it. It's and real
0: a little odd. <laughs> a little, <laughs> Nearly made me cry. <laughs> A little convenient for the cameras, really. I've got to grumble about when they went through
3: time as well, because they were obviously in the Cambrian period at some point with the insects flying around. Oh, Mr. That's... Science Rears really is like Well, his. come on. The oxygen was so Have You much ever seen dense. City of Death? Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Hey, but tell we... me about the
1: oxygen at the end of City <laughs> well, we of got, Death. We got the Satan Pit suit back again, didn't we? I Yay. Know. You nearly
3: wet yourself when that came out. I
1: know, yeah. Because <laughs> I thought about my 12-inch... David Tennant.
3: Oof, now you're going to Get say then for a minute. Ten inch Matt Smiths and <laughs> twist his head off. Yeah. But I really like the fact that it's probably the same outfit, and it was actually too big for Matt Smith. Yeah, you know, was, he was tall enough, but he was, you know, he couldn't fill it. So well, JR's upset scuffs. now because he's I down to we've a three. I
1: think have seen that inch. before, though. Where a different well, doctor's worn the same. Inch. Three point seven five. Hmm? Sorry, say that again because I was talking over you.
2: Sorry, J- JR's very upset. He's down to a three point seven five inch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the new Ice Warrior figure. Did you see what I did with Photoshop?
0: It's very good. Did you see what I did with the Photoshop? Uh, no. I took the two that you'd made, and I reversed one and made it so they were holding hands. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, do you know what? That's so weird. I don't know what you're talking about. I am... Um, and all the listeners. They, they've
1: released the photo of the new Ice Warrior figure. But it's yeah. a 3.75. So I... changed it to one where you could remove the helmet and underneath was a little gremlin head. (laughs) And it works. Perfect. Take the ears off and it did actually look like the creature. But anyway. It
0: does, doesn't it? On the thread underneath the picture I posted afterwards of them holding hands. Yeah. Which I thought I'd posted in the same place, but you didn't see it, so perhaps not. Somebody comes in and says, I can't remember who it was. And I'm sorry, whoever it was. I'm going to embarrass you now, which is probably a good job. I don't remember your name then. Comes in and says, God, his head looks just like a gremlin. And then about two (laughs) posts later, it says, oh, you photoshopped it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, dear. Shouldn't know whether you take the glove off
1: and and the the fingers unfurl like one of those party blowers. (laughs) Mm.
3: (coughs) We ought to get your picture viral then, Simon.
0: I think it already is. Is it? Oh, that's right. I don't know. I think it's. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares?
3: Oh, do you know the other thing about this this hide that we just watched? I felt the Doctor was in proper danger. And even yeah. though we know he's coming back next week, yeah, I know. it felt just like the 70s when you weren't quite sure what was going to happen.
1: And his yeah. scared he,
2: acting was really good when he's in the uh, parallel. I checked well, parallel myself.
1: There. I checked myself. I did literally think, why am I getting all tense? Because I know <laughs> full well he's going to get out of there. But why am I feeling like this?
3: Because it's so good. Yes. Because it's, it's so a good. classic. Yeah. The
1: tone was <laughs> spot on. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to Windham I missed
0: something because I do not really get a lot of tension. It's the same mm. thing, isn't
1: it? Blair Witch. What did Blair, oh, Blair no, Witch Yeah, I know, no, no, yeah, but I got sucked into that when I Great watched it. Great film. That. Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, do you know why, why it was so kind of good?
3: Suspension and Disbelief. I'll tell you why I enjoyed it so much. Blair because, Witch. Yeah, because it, I watched it before the hype. Okay, so they just released it. People were feeling sick in cans and they were going, oh, it's, it's a scary film. Sick and in cans? Uh, they showed it in <laughs> they showed it at cans oh you mean
1: can, can. Oh. can. oh sorry yeah can, can.
3: sorry not cans what am talking
1: listen
0: I'm tired oh, oh. I'm taking God. an old tin of baked <laughs> beans <laughs> in with me so I can be yeah. sick in it that, that film scared
1: me so oh much God. I was sick in a can
0: <laughs>
3: I'm sorry listeners I do apologise Can
0: I come to their pictures tonight yeah did you bring a new can yeah, yeah I'll
3: bring
1: two it's so, so, so scary this is a three can of this one I need an old four pack of
0: Heinz can I have a packet of popcorn, a couple of hot dogs, and a can of baked beans, preferably empty, please? <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks. A
1: can. Right, Enough on you the like- cans. Yes. I've had an upgrade from cans to a bucket.
3: And right, I watched this film that was. It was a pirate copy that my brother got from Taiwan. I don't know why he just didn't really
1: notice it was a pirate. Was and it? it was
3: really actually bad quality. I mean, the film's bad quality anyway, but it was even worse quality. So don't I really pirate kids. It. And I watched it, and my brother said to me, "Watch this documentary." <laughs> so at the end of it, of course,
0: how the hell had you managed to miss all the fuss on it? No, because it
3: because it came to me before it was released. You know, before yeah, the world before... went mad on it. So I watched it before that and I actually genuinely thought I was watching a documentary until the very end, of course, when it comes up. <laughs> You've got actors' names in it and you think, oh, right, okay. But I thought I was watching a snuff movie. Lee. It's Except it. nothing Lee. happens
0: in it. Yeah, but that's what...
3: I always wanted to make a film like that. And no, I think... we're not reviewing the Blair Witch
0: project. <laughs> oh, I, really I
3: love Come it. On. I think it's fantastic. You know, you know The Office? That's yes. not real either. <laughs> but do you know what? what's funny about that? I, I caught the third episode of that halfway through and thought it
0: was... <laughs> <laughs> Lee, you see, knows that Doctor Who's fictional, but he's not quite what? sure about dimensions and time. <laughs> that's just horrible.
2: <clears throat> well, everyone knows Eastenders is real. Hidden cameras. Doom, 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 doom.
3: And that's the
1: end of the episode. Bianca from Eastenders was at the um, extra local car boot sale the other week. The what? Bianca from Eastenders was at the car boot sale.
0: Who's Here in Exeter, about two three weeks ago. Do you mean making a guest appearance on somebody's store?
3: <laughs> <laughs> One pound fish. What? <laughs> anyway, moving on. What yeah. uh, she what was buying, you, not selling. What did you Everything. like about
2: Hyde, Mark? Everything. It was great. I tell Loved you what was
0: different this week and very effective was the music. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, it took me back to the the seventies episodes. As I said before, it reminded me very much in in its kind of uh, atmosphere of image of the Fendal, um, especially in the, the bits in the forest as well, very spooky and tracking shots and just, yeah, loved everything about it. That's this, a very good is, point. This is very close to a potential 10 out of 10. Oh, I,
0: th- I thought exactly the same. it would be interesting in a little while when we come to the scores. Yeah. Of course, we've got to get four scores of Lee. Oh, blimey, yes. <laughs> and we'd like all integers this week.
3: What is that word? Whole
0: numbers. Oh, okay.
3: Oh, what? Really?
2: Oh, yeah.
3: No fractions. This we season is full of points. <laughs> it's all seven point threes and no, stuff no, no, like that. no, no. You must give whole numbers. Oh, yeah, okay.
0: Mm.
3: Poltergeist <laughs> reference. Anybody spot that by the way in this one? The film mm. Poltergeist. You know when they throw the rope through the wall and go to the other side? Mm. Right? Mm. Again, I think that's another homage. Mm. Probably, probably.
1: I say, but the, the, the humour was particularly good. Oh, wasn't yeah. it? it was played so well, and you've it was got very that, dry that, for a change. Ju- yeah, juxtaposition between humour and and fear and tension.
3: The and balance it works so well, doesn't? was it? perfect. Yes, this week.
0: there's a really sweet scene where he says to Clara, "Come on, we're going go hunt for a ghost," and she says, "You're right." <laughs> basically, <laughs> hmm. and the way he persuades her, and she says, "Dare me," and it's brilliant. It is, and it's
3: played beautifully. Clara, um, I think I might have said it on my little piece last time. Uh, What did I... For for Cold War, I did a tiny little three-minute piece. I presume you put it on there and did just trash it. it. (laughs) Good. Um, Because in it, I was getting more and more into Clara. I think her character's pretty good, but it's the actress as well. What's her name again? Jenna Jenna Louise Louise Coleman. She's good she's good, she's finally she getting it. It's mm. taken a bit yeah. of time but I think she's... And it, she's it.
1: turning into a different character as well to the previous, she's not just another... Keep, keep well, the northern the thing
0: I hope this is deliberate I'm pretty sure it must be and the people are starting to notice it now everybody was expect when he cast her, he said, she's not an actress who can do dialogue at 90 miles an hour or whatever it was he said, and everyone's thinking, oh my god, not another River Song, not another Amy Bond, mm. but actually after the Dalek episode, and perhaps the Snowmen as well, her character's dialed it right back. Mm. And it's a breath of fresh air, really, in Stephen Mm. Moffat, Doctor Who. to have somebody who doesn't snap back with witty answers all the time?
2: No. It's nice to see a different dynamic with Matt Smith as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. A Mm. better dynamic, I think. She seems younger in a funny way as well, doesn't she? With Amy Pond, yes, she does. With Amy Pond, I think it was just like Mm. Matt Smith and a reflection of Matt Smith, a feminised reflection of Matt Mm. Smith. Mm -hmm. Now you've got Matt Smith and somebody else, so it actually feels like a Doctor-Companion dynamic. It does, yeah. As opposed to just equals Mm. taking on the universe. Or Doctor-Assistant dynamic. Mm. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I like that line as well. Nice
1: little nod. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, that um, if there's an episode it reminded me of at the start, it was Tooth and Claw. And it was done at a nicer... There was a nicer um, character to it. Um, that whole thing of them going out and
0: mm. looking for a werewolf, but looking oh, for yeah. a ghost. But it wasn't It wasn't as jarring. And the because... bit about halfway through when Doug Ray Scott says to Matt Smith, what were you expecting? And Matt Smith says, fun. Yeah. And yeah. Perfectly knocks the hole through that. Yeah, yeah. And that's a fantastic scene. So I was never what a big you... fan of Tooth and Claw at all. But this <clears throat> was just brilliant. Oh, I love it. But the... Also in that scene is the bit where Matt Smith says to him, if you could talk to these people, what would you say to them? And, you know, you're expecting something completely profound or whatever, mm, mm. but actually says something really human. I'd like to thank them.
1: Yeah.
0: Great piece of writing. I think mm. that is quite profound. Well, yeah, but it's profound without being
1: overtly profound. Not being profound. flowery. Yeah. Has Doug Ray Scott got the deepest voice ever known in a Doctor Who
3: episode as well?
1: I think, he
2: <laughs> <laughs> Apart from when Barry has. White was in it.
3: <laughs> um, the uh, the actual ghost. What was the name again? The character mm. Mm. Casper. Mm. Hilary Casper or something. Like that. <laughs> um, I I was worried because it was another actor coming into the to an, a nice little cast of people. It was only four, wasn't it? Mm. All the way through it, and you think, oh no, what's going to happen now? Are they going to be rubbish actors to spoil the whole thing? Luckily, again, another strong actor doing not as much as they need to they don't need to do that much they just need to be there say a few words or whatever you mean she didn't overplay it because she, did she only had, overplay, a she had a few lines she could have had more lines They could have put more into it but they didn't and that was enough i think but you know there was only five actors in the whole thing
0: six including the guy inside the costume
3: oh that's not That wasn't a guy inside the costume that can only have been somebody off camera holding a big piece of polystyrene moving There's it around a guy a bit. inside the
0: costume as well
3: was it yeah. Do you think oh, I want to get him along to my convention? Yeah I are thinking like a writer. Do
1: you think what what I really liked at the end was the fact that Doctor turned around and said well or they basically had the conversation between him and the psychic about that you'd actually come to see her to ask about Claire. Oh, that was a great It yeah. was lovely. Now do you think that was the initial idea before the story was written, or do you think that was added after as just a nice little connection? Uh, because it was seamless.
0: Oh yeah, it's very hard to say. I would say that's the idea that Stephen Moffat gave Neil Cross. Right, that
1: that he goes to see a psychic.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. or that he goes to. Uh, well, if he, if I'd have been in charge of that, I think I would have said it's a ghost story involving a psychic, and it must be that the doctor's gone to see the psychic, and the ghost just happens to be there. Yeah, yeah, that's the sort of, you know, that's what he that would perfectly have given the judged, wasn't
1: it? Yeah.
0: And yeah, it's great that he holds that till the end because yeah. when they turn up they say we're here ghost busting because they obviously realise that they've arrived at a time at a house rather where mm-hmm. there is a ghost. So that's their way in. Because if you're gonna go and see a psychic, you either knock on the door and say, Right, I want you to tell me about this girl I've brought with me, but actually she's standing right behind me, so I can't actually ask you that question yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah so, gotta wait for a moment. Mm. But then if you turn up at a point where she's in the middle of a job with a ghost that means you also get to investigate the ghost so you can have your Doctor Who adventure and, of course, the character of the Doctor likes to get involved in adventures. So, yep. Yep. you know, perfect symmetry.
4: Mm.
0: In
1: contrast to last week's where they just
0: turned up on a submarine for no reason.
3: Yeah, but that can work as well. I know
1: that. I mean, that used to work all the time because it was yeah. completely random, wasn't Cause it? Because the but, Doctor,
3: uh... what well, we know now, uh, you know that the TARDIS is kind of guiding the Doctor about, but it's something that fans kind of knew in their hearts all all those years. Mm. Um, and you know the reason why he's landing, uh, it's landing the Doctor in a submarine is because something's going on; it needs to be sorted, and it's that. too I also liked about last week's when they orders.
1: did when they did turn up on the submarine. I like the fact that they were already soaking wet when they came out of TARDIS. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. You notice that? <laughs> yeah. That was a great
3: entrance. That's what I like about this uh, new series. No, I was being so way You don't like it. The, the way the doctor Why would and they Clark... be wet
0: already as they come out of the doors? They didn't. They
3: fell out into the wetness.
0: Yes, but Simon's saying that they were already wet when the doors opened.
1: How do you know that? Absolutely soaking, drenched within moments of coming out of the
3: TARDIS. That's because it was chucking it with water all over the place. Watch it again. No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think hey, Jr. Been in the pool and the Tardis. Jr. and I had a conversation beforehand, and he he recommends that second viewing. If you enjoy
0: it, don't watch your third. third don't spoil. <laughs> them,
3: don't spoil it, and I won't. Okay, I've done. I've done two, and I enjoyed it the second time. Yeah, I,
1: yeah, um, I
0: watched it three times. Tom, and I, second time, I enjoyed it the most out of the three. The third time, I enjoyed it the least out of the three. The Star Trek <laughs> movie effect.
3: Yeah. Tom Baker once <laughs> said, even numbers. Tom Baker once said that you know. The amount of times he had to walk into a room or uh, through a door was so dull that he would try and change it every time. (laughs) So, you know, I like the fact that Matt Smith fell out the TARDIS into where I like the fact they're just knocking on the door and there they are doing a bit of ghost busting. It's just a little bit different to just landing, having Mm. a chat in Mm. the 1980s. Kind of and Well, that's Missa, one thing they've Peter been very good stuff. at
0: in the whole of the modern era of Doctor Who is getting them into the situations. Mm. Because once you make the decision that the TARDIS can guide them, which is something that really came in the 1980s, I think Christopher Bidmead was probably responsible for that. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that came in then, and ever since then it's always been a struggle to try and explain it. And I think that's one of the things about the modern series with those 15 years that it wasn't on television for, I think when it came back, that was one of the things they knew. We have to start each episode strong with a proper explanation for why they're here. Mm. Even if that explanation is, you know, I was trying to get to Italy in 1960 and it's landed us in Cardiff in 1959 or whatever. Mm. Mm. The TARDIS has gone off course. Even if it's the TARDIS has gone off course, at least they had a destination in mind. Yeah, and so the fact that the TARDIS has gone off course becomes the thing instead of it just being, oh, the TARDIS off course again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but last week it landed us in the right place. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you say, oh, but we were aiming for such and such a place and we didn't make it, then, you know, that's enough. Tell what,
1: <coughs> what is nice, um, Matt Smith's performance in this episode um, is I've heard it aimed at him the same as it's aimed at David Tennant sometimes is that he plays, he's playing a character rather than acting.
3: I don't know if he is. I think and he's and like I that. think
1: what's really nice is the fact that he has blown these last two episodes. I thought his performances were pretty
0: pretty no, weak in acting. comparison. Um, I thought he wasn't very good in the Ice Warrior story. I don't think he was very good in... I October. think he was good for the first half an hour. I don't think anybody would have been able to cope with the last 15 minutes. No,
1: but I mean, yeah, absolutely. I don't think he was line. flying in this episode. Mm. Really, really good. Actually, well, did, you know yeah.
0: what? You know, I said I ugh, had a conversation with Nabil Shaban this morning and he was saying... Name dropper. No, but but it's funny. I was talking because... to
3: Winston Churchill last week, and oh, it's hardly
0: the same thing. <laughs> <It's>... Ooh, <laughs> do you hear that, Bill? Adam, <laughs> it's we funny love you, because he was saying one of the things that actors are increasingly having to struggle with. And he was talking about something that he'd seen at the pictures recently, I think, and he said he couldn't believe in the performance because, oh, it was Ian McKellen, actually. Mm. He said Ian McKellen just standing in an empty room with green screens all around this him. This is The Hobbit. Nobody to act against, and he's just saying he couldn't believe in his performance and the actor was struggling to do it. Mm. And I was just thinking, that's exactly what happened to Matt Smith two weeks ago. But,
3: so, if
0: that's the, if, if it's The
3: Hobbit he's talking about, I think it was quite famous that Ian McKellen had up through a yeah, tantrum, and he said, "I'm fed up. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't. I didn't. I can't act like this." Um, and he just, I went to Rada, blah, 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 and I'm not acting in front of a green screen. He's right.
2: You can't do it. It's very, very, very day difficult we're human to beings. be. We've we got to act against
3: people. That's why this was so good because there were moments of him with a candle.
2: He probably had a tennis ball on a stick to act against.
3: Oh, come on! <laughs> with a little <laughs> smiley face. Have you seen <laughs> yeah. this No, but uh, you know, uh, Matt Smith was. It had those lovely close up shots with the candles, the candelabra. Mm. Um, very t- spooky. Oh, it's lovely, really good, very human episode. This, yeah, you're right. Last week's, what was he doing last week? He looked bored.
0: <laughs> well, he also had that bit at the end where he has to say, Oh, I'll blow us up if I have to. I will, I'll blow <laughs> us up if I have <laughs> I to. I will,
1: I will. No, I see you. I'm not lying. Yeah, yeah, that was not Yeah, that mind.
0: didn't work the second time either, either. It didn't work any time. No, mm. no. And I'm hungry like the wolf. Yeah, that was awful <laughs> as well. Mm, I really struggled with a conversation
1: with on it. Facebook whether there was a better Duran Duran song. I said Planet Earth, but somebody said that was a bit don't too obvious. Wild
3: well, Boys.
0: If there's a more appropriate there's, one. There's
1: got to be a more appropriate 80s song that you would sing when, oh, in appropriate. a, a tense so moment. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just think they would... <sighs> Union of the Snake. just wasn't funny, was it?
3: Hey, Stand and deliver. Rio
1: another. is a better song. Sorry.
3: Stand and deliver. Yeah. The Duran
0: Duran version.
3: <clears throat> we don't have to use Duran Duran. He was talking about Ultravox as well. Yeah. Go on then. Lee. That's what Tears what? in My Eyes. What? Oh, you want my scores? Do you? Give us a score. For Give the me the names Bells of the episode. of St. John. Um, I watched that again the other day and. Let me just have a quick think about it. What? How did I feel? It was the adipose, wasn't it, for Matt Smith, and um, oh, I want. I'm sure there's stuff in it that I really liked. I like the idea. I like the fact it was R T D style again, going back to London. It was nice to see Matt Smith riding around on a motorbike. It reminds us where Doctor Who was kind of like coming from in 2005 onwards. Um, nice nod. To that era, I don't know. I it, it didn't completely. Oh, I want to say six point five. But you won't let me, will
0: you? Seven. <laughs> give us a score for the Rings of Akaten then. Seven point
3: five.
0: <laughs> Seven. Okay. Give us a score for Cold War. Seven. And give us a score for Hyde. Nine. Okay, Simon. Mm. Uh, before we go any further on the spot 60 seconds on yes (laughs) yes go on 60 seconds on Mordrin Undead since I brought it up earlier
1: (laughs) Mordrin Undead oh yes uh, I always go on about the fact that I remember more than anything is the inflating and deflating brain which was quite freaky when I was when I was that age people's brains pulsating Um, and I like the idea that um, I, I tend to be a complete fanboy when it comes to stories that relate to Time for, time Lord Physiology and all that sort of thing. So the idea that it was somebody trying to steal the regenerations and what have you, I like that. Um, and I like the fact that they thought the Doctor had regenerated. As soon as regeneration's mentioned during a story, I like it, because I'm such a fanboy. Um, introduction of Turlow, uh, who from the off was a pretty great character, but uh, the Brigadier completely useless in it and and why on earth would the Brigadier be a teacher after all his career in the army and what have you Um, so a bit of a beige story really
0: (laughs) And your score for Hyde
1: I like Mark desperately wanted it, I I thought is this going to be a 10 is it going to be a 10, is it going to be a 10 out until about 9 tenths of the way through and then I kind of felt it Went off the edge of the cliff a bit. It almost went on too long. They could have stopped it.
0: What's the longest episode of the four so far, actually? Really? I think.
1: Yeah, so it's going to have to be a nine.
0: Marcus, give us a
2: score. I thoroughly enjoyed it. My favourite so far by a country mile. It's
0: got to be a nine. Three nines and an eight.
1: It's not quite as good as Dinosaurs eight. on a spaceship.
0: Mm, I just don't... I'm Obviously, you guys like ghost stories better than I do because I just didn't quite feel it. Mm. Mm. What do we give dinosaurs on a spaceship?
3: Nines? I nines think we and give it nines. Nines and tens, yeah. Oh. Uh, that's, that's still that's still a ten. For, oh, that's got to be a ten for me. If I said nine, I'm an idiot. Dinosaurs on a <laughs> spaceship. Yeah, that's utterly my favourite one of the new series. I said earlier, though, ne-
1: Nefertiti and who's Thunder? What's he called? Riddell. Yeah, they were the only Wheatport in that story. Uh, maybe that maybe be a think thing
0: they were, were, to be honest. Mm. I thoroughly enjoyed him. And I thoroughly
3: enjoyed her. <laughs> God, that's creepy. Humana humana <laughs> Oh dear.
0: Right, you've got to get off Lee, so I think we'd better wrap it up. I hope you do. Uh, next time, journey to the centre of the TARDIS.
3: Mm. Right,
0: so I was JR. I was Lee. I was Mark. I was Simon. And we'll speak again soon.
3: don't even know whether you act that or it's just out of instinct that you look at Mark when you say, yeah, when I time, say my name. You
2: look he still at Mark. does it when we're Skyping. I, he He's does? He's not aware that I can actually get remote access to his camera <laughs> and I'm watching him. <laughs> and he looks at your little picture on the Skype screen and then waits it, for me to speak. I go like this.
0: I go, I'm JR. <laughs> <laughs> I got a camera on, he can see it.
1: Yeah. JR naturally leans to the left. That's what
0: it is. <laughs>
3: Oh, so you will be attending that. You have turned that
2: recorder off, right? Uh, (laughs) Yes, 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 that's right. Yes. Yes. Just keep close to the microphone.